Good morning, everyone. We are so glad that you are here with us. And would you write something in the comments so that we know who is worshiping with us? We still have some of these really awesome signs here at the church. Don't you want one? So if you would like one of these signs, you can come by the church and pick one up. Or if you can't get out, let us know and we may be able to bring one to you. So uh, these are really awesome just to let all your neighbors know that we love healthcare workers, right? Has our church name on there. It's, it's really great. So I uh, wanted to let you know as we talk about healthcare workers, the youth uh, group and the youth families and the missions team, we fed all the fire stations last Sunday, which is really awesome. And there's going to be more of that to come where we're feeding uh, first responders and healthcare workers. So great stuff coming with that. The children's ministry is working on making uh, packets for our caring angels. So uh, youth, uh, children's families, you're going to want to check and see how you can do that. We have many online Bible studies and small groups. And Pastor Sam, I hear that you have the number one Bible study in the nation. JT, do you believe that? JT believes it, so it must be true. So um, youth and kids are, are doing great things, meeting in person. So our ladle of love and clothes closet are going strong. If you want help with one of those, let us know. But here's the big announcement. This is the great one. I don't know if you noticed, we have a, like a crowd up here today. Um, so Sumatanga Sunday, uh, this is Sumatanga Sunday, but Saturday, February 13th, is going to be a Sumatanga work day. We're going to have two shifts that you can come out to Sumatanga and work, 9 to 12 that day or 12 to 3. Lunch is going to be provided, uh, and you also get a T-shirt. So we're asking you to sign up so we know who's coming, but it is going to be awesome. And if you're one of the youth, youth families, I would ask you come work the early shift and let's go hike and play the, the next shift, okay? Um, so it is, it's Sumatanga Sunday. Our friend Tony Jones is with us. I don't know if you know this, but this was my mentor when I was uh, going through licensing school. So uh, you can blame him for anything, anything you get here. So uh, let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we're so thankful that we can come and worship this morning. We're thankful for Camp Sumatanga. We're thankful for the work that you do here uh, in the Gadsden community, but also through camp and all the places that you're working around the world. We thank you for that. We're thankful we're able to be a part of it. Pray you'll calm our hearts this morning and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we worship together this morning, I invite you to stand as we sing hymn 529, How Firm a Foundation.
Would you join us at home? Would you join us in the affirmation of faith? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I want to add my welcome to Pastor Andy's welcome, and I'm so glad that you're worshiping with us today. Uh, wherever you are, if you will wave to us and let us know that you're there, we know that you're there. We know that we're connected with you, and we know that you love your church and you're supporting your church, and we're so grateful. Today is a special Sunday. Every Sunday's special, but today is even more special because it's Sumatanga Sunday. We have here um, Pastor Tony Jones, and he is the new executive director at Camp Sumatanga. Sumatanga is such a special place. It has a special place in my heart. I, I was thinking, just running through my mind, I can't tell you untold numbers of people who have given their life to Christ because of the ministry of this beautiful place, Camp Sumatanga. So many people have felt the call to ministry while at a camp there at Sumatanga. I was just thinking, you know, our work day uh, is going to be the day before Valentine's Day. I don't know how many people have fallen in love with somebody at Camp Sumatanga, and there's been a, a number of weddings that have taken place up on that mountain in that chapel up there. All kinds of wonderful things happen there, and it's special. And we want it to stay special. We want it to keep on going. We want other people to hear from God, through, to hear from the Holy Spirit while they're in that beautiful place of rest and vision. So that's why we're doing Sumatanga Sunday, because we love it. We want to support it. We need your support just, just for everyday ministries here. Pastor Andy was talking about so many different things that we're still doing here. Even, even if we're not gathered in this beautiful sanctuary, we're still out and we're still doing God's work, God's kingdom work. And we thank you for your tithes and offerings and, and we, uh, we need them. We need your help. So in addition to your tithes and offerings to support your church, we're going to ask you to give a special gift to Camp Sumatanga. You can make your check out to the church and just put Camp Sumatanga in the bottom of it, put camp you, if you give it online, if you're texting to give, if you just designate that you want this to go to help Camp Sumatanga, give something extra, give something special for this special place today. Your prayer requests, if you send them to us, we'll make sure that they get to uh, the prayer team 
and we love to pray for you. And we want you right now uh, to join us, wherever you are, to join us right now in prayer. Would you do that? Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the blessings of this beautiful day, this day that we have set aside to worship you. We have so many things in the future that we're concerned about. We have so many things in the past that, that we have regrets over. We have things that we're going through right now, Lord, that we're struggling with. So many people are having health problems now. It's, it's a tumultuous time, and it feels like we're walking through the fire right now. But we know that you're with us, and we know that you're going to keep us, and we know that you are a good, good God, and we can trust you to help us to get through this. In the meantime, comfort those, Lord, who need comfort. Give your healing to those who need your healing. Grant us all your forgiveness, Lord, because we all fail and fall short of where you want us to be. Give us the challenge, Lord. Give us, give us not only the hope, but the challenge to keep doing your will, Lord. We pray for the leaders of our nation right now, Lord. It's, it's a tough time to be in any leadership position. But, Lord, we know your grace is sufficient. So shed your grace upon our land right now, we ask. And teach us to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples when you prayed, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Visiting with Trinity in Homewood last week, and, and, and Brian Erickson there did a great job preaching a sermon series on Nehemiah. And, and while I was sitting there listening to Brian use this text that I'm using today, I thought how fitting that is for my situation uh, at Camp Sumatanga. And so uh, I, I didn't call and ask his permission to use this, but I wanted to give him the credit for the inspiration. But uh, the scripture's available to us all, right? Right, so, uh, so I, I'm looking at Nehemiah chapter 2, 17 through 20 is my scripture today. Please join me in the reading of God's word. And then I said to them, you see the trouble that we're in. Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned with fire. So come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and, and we'll no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God on me and, my, and what the king had said to me. And then they replied, let us start rebuilding. And so they began this good work. But when Sanballat the Hornite and Tobiah the Ammonite official and Geshem the Arab heard about it, they mocked and ridiculed us. What is this you're doing, they asked. Are you rebelling against the king? And I answered them by saying, the God of heaven will give us success. We, his servants, will start rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or any claim or historic right to it. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God indeed. I, I, I hope you realize what a blessing it is to stand in this pulpit at this historic church and all this church has done to stand here uh, on behalf of Camp Sumatanga. And I, I'm not sure if you realize it or not, but, uh, but, but Gaston first and I have quite a history and we're connected, as you would say. Uh, you're, one of your former pastors, Ken Casey and his wife was my pastor uh, at Lester Memorial years ago and, and really fell in love with them and, and, and they were kind of like grandparents to my children. They came at a great time in my, my wife and I's life, but we, we had no idea how to raise kids and they had some experience. And so they, uh, they raised us and my children. And so we're, we're so grateful to have them a part of our life. We love them dearly. And so uh, to be here is, is, is when they were here, it means that we're connected. But we're also connected in another way. Uh, we have quite a history. I, I don't know if you know this. I worked in the medical industry. I was in the medical field, left nuclear medicine, and I applied to seminary at Candler School of Theology in Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia. And I did that and not knowing how I was going to make ends meet. Uh, I did that not knowing how I was going to pay for tuition. I did that not knowing how I was going to uh, support my family that's still in Alabama. My wife worked as a school teacher. And I would be in Atlanta throughout the week, and, and I just didn't know how we were going to make ends meet after quitting my job. But as faith would have it, there's a family at Gadsden First, the Harden family, awarded me a scholarship to pay for my tuition. And so you see, we are completely connected in history. This beloved church and this beloved camp, and all of this started because this family that loved the Lord so much, 
gave so much of their, their time and finances so that someone they didn't even know could attend college at Emory. So if you fast forward a few church appointments of millions, millions of prayers and hundreds of weddings and funerals and communions, and, and I joked earlier 20 pounds, but it was closer to 30 pounds heavier, uh, my wife and I were given this responsibility to lead Camp Sumatanga into a healthy future. Now, I don't know if you know this. Think about how this works, right? So years ago, someone donated money so that a, a young father could go to seminary. And then fast forward 20 plus years, and that father then gets to lead Camp Sumatanga. So you can see how connected I am to Gadsden First and all the wonderful people here. What a blessing that I'm asked to, to, to lead Camp Sumatanga, and it started with this church and the weight of a calling on our life. That's kind of the way it is with Nehemiah. I, I joked this morning that uh, Ken, Ken said, you know, well, you're no Nehemiah, right? I know Nehemiah, and you're no Nehemiah. Well, Ken is right, and he's old enough to know Nehemiah. I, I hope this is not recorded forever. But uh, yeah, I'm not Nehemiah, but there are some stark, there's a stark resemblance between his life and ours. See, see, Nehemiah was in a good place in his life, but he was shouldered or burdened with this calling. And, and he was, he was cupbearer to the king and he had responsibilities to the king. He had a place of status in their community. He had a great seat at the table and people looked up to him and trusted him to be this person that had the king's ear. And so he had it going on pretty good. But then he felt the change on his heart. You see, I had it pretty good too. I, I'm not saying that I don't have it great now. I mean, I feel humbled and blessed to be at Camp Sumatanga. I pull out of the house in the morning and I see the lake and the steam's rising from the lake and the, the geese are flying and the turkeys are, and I was hit by a deer the other day. But you know, that's just a, that's an extra blessing. But, but I'm humbled to be there, right? But I was in a good place. I served as a clergy in the North Alabama Conference. I, I served in East Limestone and we had a church that we were making great gains and strides in our spiritual health. We had a church that was primed for growth if this pandemic would leave us and and we had a really good family and staff working at the church. During my interview, it was kind of funny. I, I, was, I was interviewing for the camp job and somebody asked me, why on earth would you ever want to do this? <laughs> why on earth would you ever want to leave the church and your pastorate to take on this responsibility at, at camp? And my answer was simple. It was concise and clear. I felt responsible, as do all of us in the North Alabama Conference share a certain responsibility for camp. It is our camp. Camp Sumatanga is your camp. And we have a responsibility to maintain the camp and continue the legacy that it's already shared and the leg legacy that it will continue forward in the future for many generations. It is a holy and sacred ground. Now, in my responsibility, I can't just run at something half-hearted like Nehemiah 
right? I need to develop a plan. Nehemiah started tackling the project. I don't know if you if you've read the story of Nehemiah, but if you'll you'll notice that he went to the king and he, in the king's presence he was saddened. And the king said, Well, you've never been sad before. What's the matter? And he said, I felt I feel this burden for my homeland and for my people. We've been kind of disgraced because the walls of Jerusalem are in ruins. The gates have been burned down. And he said, said, he said can, you, can you give me a pass? Can you write me a letter and let me travel to Jerusalem to repair and mend my city? Can you, can you give me a pass or a letter to reach out to the people that can provide provisions so that I may use timber to rebuild the gate? Can you help me? Nehemiah had a plan. And as much as the planning that took place, the very first thing he did was planned in prayer. He started in prayer. He had a plan and he could tackle what was just in front of him. He went to each family group and he said, you build the section of wall that is right in front of you. Right? Our city lays in ruins, but you tackle this. It's not so big that you can't do it. So I just need you to do this. And he went to the next group and he said, you build this section of wall. It's right in front of you. All you have to do is build this section of the wall. And he went to the next group and said the same thing. And he said, and he said same thing to the next group. Build what is right in front of you. That is our plan. It's not too big for us to tackle. We can't look at the whole project. We have to build what's just in front of us. Trusting people to do their part. That's our greatest key to success. Since I've been at camp, I've been there since November 2nd, and I, I've come to realize the enormity of the project. There's so much deferred maintenance, but I have to remember to tackle just what I can. In November, I'd been there two weeks, and I had a water line that had burst, and so we had to take the backhoe and dig up the water line. And then, and then the sprinkler system went down and retreat center one and two and then the sprinkler system at Hutto had burst and it it dumped 70,000 gallons of water out on the ground headed towards Canoe Creek which runs behind Hutto and, and every time you turn around there's a, a a commode that's running how can these little flaps these little rubber flaps give you so much trouble the valves are leaking. You can't cut this water on. This breakers won't work. And there's one thing after the other. The enormity of the project is great. But all we have to remember is just tackle what we can. That one thing that's in front of us. Let's tackle what we can together. I don't know if you know it, but we've got a bridge that needs replacing the pool camp. And the construction will start on that bridge in the next two or three weeks. And we hope to have about an eight or nine week project out of that. Have it ready before summer camp starts. We started new construction on a vent hood for the kitchen. It's shiny and perfect and fire. Uh, it has uh, the, the fire system on it to prevent fires and the ventilation part. And there's two fans and oh, it's gonna be beautiful to make sure our kitchen's in working order. We've got three wells on site. One have has a broken shaft, that's our, our third and least well, and then we have two others that are really deep and they kind of are located in an aquifer underground. So this big, huge reservoir lake of water and it's source for our camp. Uh, well number one we're using now, well we just got well number two on this past week and what a blessing it is to have a backup well system. So we're making gains. 
I, I don't know if you know this, but two weeks after I arrived at camp, we lost uh, our maintenance director. And so for about a month or so, month and a half, I was it. I was, I was the only person at camp. And so, so since then, we've hired a maintenance director. We've hired a new food service director. We've hired a summer director for our summer programming. Each one of those individuals makes a huge part of their, our working team. What a blessing it is to have them. And their job is to work on their section of the wall. That's our plan. That's our plan. So you might wonder, why am I here today? And so, and most of you are probably thinking, well, he's here to ask for money, Sam. But, you know, that, that's, we don't say that out loud, but yes. You, and this church has been gracious, and so we're grateful. But more than your money, I, I, want, I want you to do something for me. I want, I want you to think of ways that you can help in offering your prayers, offering your presence, and your trust. Sure, I'm supposed to be here and I'm told to ask for money, but, but I've got an ace in the hole and I know that having, having beautiful and holy and sacred ground that Camp Simantanga is, that's enough. And so my belief is this, that if you pray for camp and if you participate with your presence, then you, your trust is gained and the money will come. It's a beautiful and sacred ground. And, and so much so, the other day I was... I'd eaten lunch at the log cabin and I left and I was on my way back to the office. This is how amazing this place is. And we've had gates up at the lodge because we had no programming and was closed for the year 220. And there was a little couple there that had pulled their car up at the gates. And they're, they're, they're right beside, right in front of an old cattle gate, old metal gate. And they pulled out a little table and they pulled out two chairs, and that elderly couple drove all the way to Camp Sumatonga to eat their lunch in front of a gate, in front of a lodge, at the base of a mountain. That's how beautiful and sacred this ground is. It reminds me of the story of the little girl said, if I could just touch the hem of the garment, I would be blessed. If we can just come in contact with this holy and sacred ground, we'll be blessed. Include us in your prayers. God will place a burden on your heart to rebuild, just like Nehemiah, just like me. Start including Sumatong in your prayers. It's my thought that, that if, if you have Sumatong in your prayers, that we'll never be absent of your prayers. And so then we'll never be absent of your mind. And you, you'll be thinking of us often. And you'll think, hey, what does God want me to do to secure Sumatonga for the future? So include us in your prayers. See, I believe if you include us in your presence also that you will become connected with a holy and sacred rest and vision that Summa Tonga's name suggests. Be there on site, like that elderly couple that sat just to eat a sandwich in front of the gate of the lodge. Be there and participate in that holy and sacred view. The beautiful lake, the wonderful chapel, uh, Creel Chapel on top of Chandler Mountain, the cross as we are about to get the lights back on the cross, that whole entire valley. Be present in that and listen to God speak to your heart. So your prayers and your presence, but also I believe that I don't have a money issue if you begin to trust us. 
If you begin to trust the, the programming that we have, if you begin to trust that camp's going to have sustainable life in the future, that we have a business model that will sustain us, and that you're just not throwing money away. If you pray for us, and if you involve the, in the presence of camp, and then if you trust, then you will give anything and everything to make sure generations after us have a place that they can encounter the living God. Do those three things. That's the so what part of my message. You, when you go to seminary, they say, offer a message and then say, so what? What does that mean? What, is, what does that mean for me? Prayer is your presence and your trust at camp. I don't know if you know this, but I have a, a favorite scripture. Many of you have a favorite scripture. Mine's 21:25 of the Gospel of John. It's the last verse in the Gospel of John. And, and for me, it, it meant the world at a time where I was just making contact with uh, Gadsden first and with the Harden family. The scripture is this. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Now, that's not a flashy scripture, Andy. That's, you know, of all the scriptures to have, that is not the coolest by far to put on a t-shirt. But for me, it was the coolest thing in my life because it made... The, the, the Bible come alive. It made the story of Jesus Christ come alive. Because I looked at this person, that, this man that really exists, but fully man, fully God, right? And so this person, there had to be more to his life than just being born in a manger, then baptized in the Jordan, and then crucified, dead and buried. There had to be more to his life. How did we just record these events? Why were these so important? And I understand what canonized mean and all that, but, but but there had to be more to his life. And then I got to thinking, every time I do something for the kingdom of God, that's a chapter in the book that's being written. Every time Sam baptizes someone in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, that's a book that's being written. That's a chapter in a book that's being written. Everything we do, we are authoring books for the kingdom of God. So there's my question. That's why it's so important to me. My question is this, simply. What books are you authoring? What book will you author for our Lord and Savior? I believe this. The Hardin family years ago started writing a, a book. I got to come along and write a chapter in that book. In that book contains Gadsden first. It contains each and everyone in this room. Now we get to continue that book, but we get to include Camp Sumatanga. What book will you write for our Lord and Savior? Pray for camp. Be present at camp. And trust camp to be the camp that you know it can be. In the name of the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I invite you to sing our closing hymn with us this morning, 451, Be Thou My Vision.
Thank you, Pastor Tony, for, for sharing with us and for reminding us of what a treasure that we have and calling us, really challenging us to join in together with the work of, of making Sumatanga a, a place, the, the place that we hold in our hearts for the next generation and the next generation. It's a grand opportunity. And so let us hear this challenge, let us hear this call, and let's hear this benediction. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit go with us all as we go into this future together. Amen.